have the right set of leaders today, we have George W. Bush. We have Putin. We have the European Union. And I'm mentioning the quartet members who have such a role in this. We have Mazen now, or his other name. I always wonder about people with two names, Mahmoud Abbas. Which name do you like, Mazen or uh, I like Abu Mazen, yeah. Abu Mazen. Uh, and we have, of course, uh, we have, of course, uh, Sharon. Are these, is this the right dramatis personae for a lasting, or at least a beginning of a lasting peace? I think this question in the real world, maybe for the academy it's good, for the real world it's illegitimate. They are the leaders, and we have to see whether the world and their common sense and their understanding of the world, together with the internal democracies, in, at least in the democracy. Well, is, it a hopeless really? is it a hopeless gang I, or I is it a hopeful gang? I, I don't think that it's hopeless. It's never hopeless. Uh, I believe deeply that there's no such thing as a conflict that can't be ended. Conflicts are created, conducted, sustained by human beings. They can close, be ended by human beings. No, they're never. That, Chris, that's what people said about Northern Ireland. Okay. The negotiations well, lasted two years. We had 700 days of failure and one day of success. Why are the Europeans turning against Israel more than they ever uh, have before? They, they, I mean, Soviet Union recognized the state of Israel. Uh, Putin is not a big pal of Israel right now. The French seem to have sided almost entirely with the Arab world because of neocolonial ambitions or whatever, or maybe their Arab vote. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to figure out why they've turned so completely against but, Israel. Uh, Putin, Except for us, who's there? Pu Putin, uh, there are some in Micronesia in uh, this area, <laughs> there are some good friends with that. But no, I believe that on the popular level, we have more support than, than the Imits. And Putin is a great friend of Israel, in fact. But I cannot penetrate the, the uh, European soul and explain it. But you should realize, uh, we all follow the, the fiasco about the second UN Security Council resolution regard to Iraq. You find them some, somehow dragged by, by the need to be independent, to, to, to celebrate the vivle difference. And about France especially, I know, I don't want to go into it too far. <laughs> but my, my feeling is that there is certain undercurrent in Europe maybe uh, memories from 70 years ago, the, the rise to power of the Nazis and what happened during the Holocaust and the fact that many European peoples either collaborated or stood on the line when one third of our people was exterminated. For some of them, subconsciously, to see the grandsons of uh, the victims of Holocaust uh, allegedly perpetrating uh, uh, Kind of bad behavior vis-a-vis -vis people under their control, give them a sigh of relief, but this is not the case. As I mentioned, we, we are determined to put an end to our reign of the Palestinians. Even Likud, Likud people already realize that the great uh, vision of grand Israel is not a viable option. There is a need to settle down for two states, for two nations. That's the true. Time had come all to, the Likud hard right. Yeah, yeah. They've all the, given that up. Yeah, the reason that you the see the Central Committee. Look, the Central Committee of Likud, I know they have many friends. You always in Israeli politics, you have comrades in your party and friends in the other party. And uh, I have many friends there. And I tell you, they are shouting at their gathering, no Palestinian state, no Palestinian state. They could always have a majority there because all of them know that it's going to happen in the near future. Okay, next get some questions. Um, my name is Jasmine Musa. I'm Egyptian. I study international human rights law at the American University in Cairo. Um, and I 
really think that everyone knows that there is a huge power disparity between the Palestinians and the Israelis. The P Palestine is not a state. They are uh, basically an, um, uh, a population, a nation that are seeking their right to self-determination. So do you think that really terrorism is the one problem? Because I feel that terrorism can be easily curtailed if we simply start to implement um, Security Council resolutions, the principles of international law and justice, the principles of the Fourth Geneva Convention, which outlaw torture, which outlaw illegal settlements, which outlaw other war crimes that are being perpetrated in the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. So when are we going to stop and say that the only solution to this conflict is to actually start implementing international legal principles? Look, we, we talked briefly uh, yesterday night. I strongly believe that this is exactly the case. That's exactly what uh, our governments in the last 10 years, Rabin and Peres and myself, and under the circumstances, to an extent, even Netanyahu was ready to do. At Camp David, we were ready exactly to follow the letter and spirit of 242 and 338 to, uh, to give them everything. 242 is talking about recognized and secure border. It's clear to the whole world that they should be very close to the border, the lines of 67. There were not borders at the time. We were ready to go. You know, I remember even friends within my own party, like uh, Shimon Peres himself telling me, at certain aspect you were ready to go too far, maybe. But we did not try to dictate it to them. We put it on the table said, come to the table and negotiate. If you have 100 reservations, put all of them on the table. We'll deal with them one by one. The answer was Arafat of Arafat. I reject it even as a basis for negotiating. That's what infuriated President Clinton. If we would negotiate bona fide and could not reach an agreement, Clinton would say it's, it's uh, disappointing, but this is the reality. The fact that they refused even to take it as a basis and deliberately went to terror, we know from hard evidence that uh, Arafat at the same day prepared the eruption of the Intifada, that's telling, and you know, I said and I keep saying, we want peace, we are ready to make a, a really painful a compromise in order to achieve it, but it takes two to tango. You can impose war on the other side, you cannot impose peace, and until now, the Palestinian leadership failed. If they had a president like Sadat, your president made peace, or like the Jordanians, King Hussein, there would already have been a, a peace agreement in Israel. In Palestine. Did, not, did not present everything on a plate of gold to the Palestinians. They were trying to form a cantonized Palestinian state, which would be dotted by Israeli it's, settlements. It's not true. It's a lie that the Palestinians keep spreading in order to tell their people why did they reject it. Think of it. If we were ready to give 100% of the Gaza Strip and 93 or 95% of the West Bank, how cantonized it could be? And if you don't like this or that line, you should come to the table and say, we reject this bulge or this line. Uh, we believe it should be drawn uh, differently. Once you are talking about 90 plus percent of the West Bank and 100 percent of the Gaza Strip, it could not be uh, banned to stance it uh, by definition a contiguous uh, area that will be conveyed to the Palestinians. Next question, sir. My question is the following. Um, Honorable Prime Minister Ehud uh, Barak mentioned that um, unless the Palestinians agree to recognize Israel as a Jewish state, 
there will be no peace. Okay, there are, first of all, there are 20% of Arabs in Israel. How can it, how can it, uh, citizens, how can you claim an Israel as a Jewish state if you have 20% of uh, Arabs? Let's, let's imagine a situation that Northern Ireland claims itself as a Protestant state. Can you imagine peace in Northern Ireland? How about the United States claiming today that it's a white state or a Christian state? Is it okay? I think Israel applies, so can you, my question is, do you think Israel is a democracy if you are saying these things? Maybe you are just a bit behind the modern contemporary idea of what is democracy. Of course, 2,000 years ago, Greeks have the, had their own idea of democracy where only, six, uh, only males and uh, only property owners had uh, rights to vote and so on. So, okay, questions made. Yeah. Uh, how can yeah. Israel be uh, basically a Jewish state if it has an Arab minority which is recognized and their citizenship is honored? No, uh, Israel was established as a, as a shelter for the Jewish people after a tough experience that we had on the world arena by not having a state of our own. We strongly believe that if in the early 30s of the previous century we had, there was a Jewish state on earth, it would save uh, the lives of, of several millions of, uh, of Jews as a major tragedy. And the fact that there are minorities should not uh, contradict the, the democratic uh, nature of Israel. Of course, we, we, we will respect the, uh, the uh, rights, not just the individual, uh, individual uh, citizenship rights, but also the, the rights of communities to respect their own religion, their own tradition, their own culture but within a, a, a Jewish state. We strongly believe that the Jewish nature of Israel does not contradict its uh, democratic uh, nature, that there is a room and a way to bring those uh, two values together. But I should emphasize does that the threat, what we really suspect is that Arafat, what we have found at Camp David, that the reason that he doesn't, is not ready to to give up the, the right of return into Israel as a part of the agreement has to do with a different vision of two states for two nations. When we talk about two states for two nations, we talk about Palestine, which will be a Palestinian state that will define the, the future and the identity of the Palestinian people according to their own way. We expect this kind of symmetry. And we found that Arafat wants a neighboring tolerant democracy that will become gradually binational state, and later on even another state with Jewish minority and Muslim majority. And we cannot accept it. That cuts underneath the very zone the ether of Israel. Do you we, really we believe, let me believe ask you, that we open, can do this. This. No, my question was. Do you believe, let me ask you, that, you, sir. Do you believe that that constitutional question you raised about the Jewish nature of Israel is at the heart of this struggle? Do you believe that's at the heart of this struggle? I believe that... I'm asking you a question. You have an Egyptian student behind you, so let him talk, and uh, he, will, uh, <laughs> he will tell you how the Middle East... I, so. I believe that's at the heart of the idea of democracy. Because democracy cannot be defined in ethnic or religious terms, then it's not a democracy. It's an exclusionary state, which cannot be democratic by our contemporary 21st century standards. Yeah, phys uh, philosophically, it's a relevant question. And in practice influences. in the Middle East, it's a recipe to destroy the state of Israel, and we will never, ever accept it, period. Okay, let's...